Hello, and welcome to Glass Onion Minute. I'm your host for this week, Ryan Murphy, and joining me is my guest for this week, Eric Harzer. Hi, Eric. Always happy to be here, Ryan. <laughs> we are on minute number 70, uh, and that is covering from one hour, nine minutes, zero seconds to one hour, nine minutes, and 59 seconds. And this is certainly a minute. Uh, yeah. It's, we're yeah. leading right up into uh, what is going to be sort of a turning point in the movie. So, uh, yeah, I guess, what are your first thoughts on uh, minute number 70? Um, I, I just like how uh he, he he takes control of the scene like everyone has come down into this common area and uh oh, why am i blank on his name leblanc yeah yeah blanc. yeah yeah uh blanc i don't know why I, matt leblanc is what i was thinking <laughs> yeah blanc like orders everyone back into the house and is not going to take anyone's guff for that and just starts to like try to unravel things and it's it's just such a great like i don't know rallying everyone before we get into what really happened yeah he's he's sort of snapping into action i guess there is you know as he's (laughs) in sort of a contrast to the last minute where we're talking about how uh you know he's got the single tear and he he appears to be shaken uh if only briefly uh Going from that to she's not going anywhere. <laughs> We're all yeah. going back inside. She's staying right there. Uh, is a little bit of a swing. Mm-hmm. <laughs> it was sort of colder. Uh, let's actually get down to two brass tacks. And has he has he taken a pulse? Has he like 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 that's intimating at least yeah. that she's dead. But. Did we see him like confirm anything? I think all we see is so we see the gunshot kind of over her, and then he's yeah, mm-hmm. crouched over her until people start coming out, and that's you know, right, right. So I think everyone there is presuming that he did that. <gasps> everyone inside, shouldn't we? She's not going anywhere. It's time to finish this. Hey, radio the mainland. Tell them to send the boats now. Banksy be damned. Beat them if they have to. She killed two. Why would she? No. It makes no sense. It all makes perfect sense. Duke, Andy, this weekend, this ridiculous game that started well before we set foot on this island. Will you explain it to us then, detective? No. I can peel back the layers i can take it to a point but what lies at the center only one person can tell us who killed cassandra brand right like so as far as they know he's saying she's dead yeah like yeah okay yeah uh so they run back into the house um he (laughs) sort of as we uh as you pointed out uh, as we were getting started for this minute, uh, the uh, Banksy be damned, bring the ships in. <laughs> like, get someone yeah. here yeah. is a very good way to uh, just demand, like, listen, no, we we need someone here to deal with this. Do you think, do you think, like, Miles, like, engineered it that way just for privacy's sake? Is that, like, if somebody tries to come to his island, it's going to take them longer than normal to to get there? I could see, I could see 
that. I think, you know, when we uh, hear earlier when they're uh, trying to call for help after Duke dies, uh, they Mm -hmm. get on and the sort of uh, local Coast Guard or whoever they're talking to uh, just calls it a piece of shit. Um, Yeah. So Mm -hmm. uh, it is... I do like the idea that Miles is like, no, if anyone's coming here, they're doing it on my schedule. Right, right. And like, if they do come here, I've got some time to yeah. to adjust things. Yeah, exactly. So. It, it's going to be like, he's, you know, asserting a little bit more control. Um, mm-hmm. He's like, he's like dancing on the knife's edge of like, is this a guy I should take seriously? Or is he just full of shit completely? Yeah. Like, what what is his thing? Yeah. So we are, uh, you know, we we have everyone uh, sort of get back into the house. We do have whiskey, sort of musing out loud, trying to figure out like mm-hmm. she's certain that uh, Andy killed Duke, and she's like, "Why is that going on?" Uh, I guess. I mean, what what are your thoughts on how Blanc takes that as a moment to say no? And then goes into his sort of, you know, we got to figure this out. There's, you know, we got to figure out this mystery. I think at this point he can pretty, pretty certainly rule out Andy as the the murderer of Duke, just because why would you kill someone and then in turn be killed? Uh, So that is definitely not you. Yeah. so he's I, I guess he's trying to like dismiss all of those claims or or all of that thinking and just move on to something. it's not useful to ruminate on that anymore at this point. Yeah. And and then he launches into his whole uh when Lionel asks him, like, tell us what happened, uh and he goes mm-hmm. back into his well, I can take it to a point. Uh what are your thoughts on that? Because I think if I were in that room and he said, Oh, I can go so far, I can take it to a well, like, no, you can't. You can Come on, man. No, no, yeah. He he can definitely do more than that. Uh he can definitely explain everything that he's yeah. seen up to this point. Uh it's not that hard. Um I, I think the the line that uh oh what's his name? Why keep why I keep blanking on names? Uh explain it to us, detective yeah. or whatever. I feel like that was in the trailer. It just feels like such a trailer oh, yeah. line uh that was put into yeah. this movie. Definitely like a you know. <laughs> I, I could, I would have to go back and watch the trailer, but I could see that being like, you know, there's a cut to black, there's a scream, and then uh, Lionel comes yes. in with the, why don't you, you know, only one man can right. crack the case, <laughs> and it's saying, explain it to us. I just, I like that part of his, uh, because he did this in Knives Out too, where uh, part of his sort of modus operandi, part of the way he works is. To just insist to everyone, like, I can't solve this mystery all the way for no real reason. He's just asserting that and people are like, right. okay, yeah, I guess I guess that is how that works. I guess I don't know any, like, sort of Sherlock Holmes detectives. So, Yeah, whether it's, like, deductive reasoning or something. But, like, I wonder with his with his process whether he's, like, he has put all of this stuff together or whether he's working it through for himself as well just to like put everything on the table and then work out what happened from there. And he's also like playing on people, other people's like information, things they can add, like their viewpoints on things. So he can spin that into it as well. I'm not entirely sure how that, that works out. How, 
how I've already reached a conclusion, is it? Or how evidence-based is it leading to he'll figure out a conclusion? I'm not entirely sure. I mean, it definitely does sort of put the the onus for figuring everything out sort of back onto everyone uh, else in the scene. Uh, mm-hmm. Even if that's only, you know, their perception. It's, it's sort of, it's interesting to... Uh, to have that be something that our detective uses, uh, claiming that he can mm-hmm. be a detective the whole way. Uh, also, just looking around this scene, yeah. um, there was one thing I noted. Uh, so there's just a lot of the little glass sculptures um, that are everywhere. I do like that right behind him while he's giving this sort of, I can take it to a point, there. I don't know if this is intentional. This might be totally out of left field, but there's like this circular sort of piece going on uh, that looks like what it reminds me of is the big wheel of knives from uh, Knives Out. I don't know if that's intentional, but I kind of want that to be intentional. Or, Mm. I mean, there are other things that could look like that might describe Miles Braun more accurately, but... The art piece I was paying attention to was the piece, the painting on the wall as they're like all coming in. And it's this like weird giant oh, yeah. monster thing that it's like mouth is full or something. That's wild. I yeah, don't even know what that very, is. It's very like, it's sort of cartoony in a way. There's, I don't know what's going on with that. There's, there seems to be like a eye on a stalk coming out of the, there's a lot going on. It, yeah, that's, it, that's it, interesting. Um, I don't know if this is uh, too dated a reference. It reminds me of Ah Real Monsters, like the way that it's yes, yes. Oh, that's it cool. looks like crumb. absolutely. I I don't know what's going on there, but mm-hmm. yeah, it the I don't know. I guess what do you think of um? We we've talked about this a bit already because we've been in this room. I mean, it's. It seems like Miles has these things because they're like he understands them to be art that people think is good and not necessarily something that he genuinely Uh appreciates. Right, but there's no sense of decor. There's like no meaning to how he arrays anything. It's literally just here is a bunch of things that I should appreciate or like the art world does. So it's all just sitting in one giant. uh, I have the money to have all this in a single room. So yeah, Mm -hmm. it is. I I don't know. This is. I would love, I would love the production designer to like walk me through the entire place and be like, and this is a piece by blank and he's done this and that. And Miles Braun would probably have heard of it from here. Like, I, I would love to get I, that I break. I tried to it. look up uh, some of that. I, I was trying to look up, like, uh, what is the art in Glass Onion? I think because uh, I was initially trying to uh, look at the minute that we had where everyone's sort of running around in the hallways. There's a uh, painting on the mm-hmm. wall that one of the people in it kind of looked like David Bowie to me, and I didn't know if that was... Yeah, I, I think so it definitely is. I, I wanted to confirm that, and I could only find, you know, uh, sort of listicles with like, oh, the ten most interesting pieces uh, in this movie, and I'm like, no, I need mm-hmm. a Glass Onion minute style. Here is literally every single piece 
we're gonna walk through it. Mm-hmm. I think there's there's in his like dining room or something. There's a picture of Brad Pitt from Fight yeah. Club, and it's yeah. Edward Norton's face on his on Brad Pitt's body, which is kind yeah. of an incredible piece, actually. Like, yeah, that's he, pretty brilliant. He is, uh, and he, that's uh, in the background as Bonk is giving his whole like. There's only one person who can tell us who murdered Cassandra Brand, which is an interesting way to um, is that we're going to be getting into some spoilers here in a second. But that's an interesting way to. He's not talking about who killed Duke. He's not talking about. um, What has he's not centering around what has just happened. He's not saying. He's saying there's only one person who can tell us who killed Cassandra Brand, which, you know, it mm-hmm. that means something to us now that it might not in uh, the next minute. So uh, I guess before we get into yeah, sort of more sure. general uh, discussion of the movie and talking about some spoilers after uh, this point in the movie, uh, anything else that you have on this minute? I, I just think it's a, it's a good minute. It sets up the rest of the movie. Um, it, it gets us from everyone coming back into the house to much like the first movie kind of have things explained to them, uh, by Benoit Blanc and he's going to figure out what this all means. So it's, it's a good tee up for everything that comes next. I don't know how this keeps happening, but it just like it at the end of the minute, like (laughs) cut to black as though it were designed to be watched in this bizarre manner that we're watching it. As if Ryan Johnson is making this movie right, explicitly yeah. for us to do a podcast about. <laughs> I cannot confirm I that, do, but, you know. I do know that at one point. It, it did um, work out that way. <laughs> I think uh, so, uh, for Knives Out Minute, uh, one of the uh, guests I had on for that minute uh, runs a uh, a Twitter account to promote uh, the original cut of the original Star Wars movies. Um, just trying to like get that available because oh, okay. you can't really get that anymore. It's all. Yeah. Lucasfilm has made it impossible to get. Like, I think the last available purchased version right. of it so, was the 2016. Uh, Drew, the or guy who, uh, who runs that account uh, tweeted about the podcast and Ryan Johnson reacted to it. So he knows that there is something going on. I nice. want to presume he did that for our benefit. <laughs> so uh yeah i wow. guess um That's let's awesome. move on to a more general discussion so if you haven't seen the movie um and are Andrew. watching it one minute at a time uh with a podcast to to um accompany each minute there are going to be some spoilers also what are you doing please seek help <laughs> but but uh yeah, yes. just watch the movie and watch we'll, the movie. We'll talk about, it. Uh, but yeah, uh, spoilers ahead for uh, the mm-hmm. rest of the movie. So, yeah, I guess what are your thoughts on how this all leads into the uh, what we see in minute number seventy-one? That who we think is Andy is not Andy. Mm-hmm. Now, as soon as Andy was shot. I, I figured that something was up. Like, I didn't think she was going to die. I didn't think that, like, this was going to somehow spin off into uh, what is the double murder on this island? What is all that about? Um, I figured that she would survive somehow, and this this was part of a plan. I did not <laughs> right. think that she would be, like, a twin sister. Um, 
And at that point, I have to give Ryan Johnson just like a pat on the back yeah. because the audacity to do something like that, to have a twin uh, character come into it and like she's been putting on an act this whole time. She's been, uh, yeah, yeah, parroting her sister in a way. Um, yeah, it's 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 a great twist. Like I wasn't sure how to feel about it in in the moment, but uh, also now I can like say it, it's really the, well done and really. Fun. I don't know the performance that Janelle Monae gives in that role. Uh, in like, she's now acting as a person who is acting as her sister and putting up it. Like, it, there's just there's a lot going on there. Uh, mm-hmm. she did a really good job in this movie. Just and just really good reframing of everything we've seen uh, from the moment. I love when like it's not quite. Uh, uh, <laughs> I, I am terrible with names right now. What's the thing where they go back through? Uh, uh, it's not Macbeth. What's the other one? Thing? Oh yeah, Rosencrantz and Guildenstern are dead. Uh, Rosencrantz. That's it. That's it. That yeah. thing where you go back through a famous work or something, and like it's also in Back to Future, I guess. But like, yeah, just replaying moments yeah. that we saw from a different point of view different angle uh is just su- such great like it's so, like right. the, the fact that she's drunk through a lot of this because she's drinking jared right. leto's uh, alcoholic kombucha or whatever <laughs> so she's like when she blows up at someone that's yeah. like partially yeah. she's just drunk yeah, off her I, ass I like and that, is like reacting naturally. You know, yeah when we are seeing her react a little bit more forcefully it's she's comfortable because she's drunk so she's just gonna react um and then like also i mean i don't want to it's it's a bit further in the movie but the reveal of why benoit blanc has a tear uh coming down his face when uh helen slash andy has been shot just i don't know the 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 idea that Mm -hmm. like of course he's so unflappable he's not crying he's just put hot sauce in his eyes yeah He's he's not an actor. He's, got he's not the, uh, <laughs> the sort of hot ones uh, method uh, that he's going on with here. So I guess like for the rest of, yes. um, I mean, so we we get to this point where we're shifting from uh, our first time through this sequence to resetting to the beginning. I guess I don't know. How did you think mm-hmm. that worked in terms of? Um, just a structure because we didn't really have that in Knives Out. Uh, so it's it's like a very deliberate. We had it a bit because we had a bit of. We yeah. saw all of the situation beforehand. We just were missing out on Anna Darmus's point of view, and yeah, so like there there were hints given throughout that. Uh, but it w- it was never like explicit and it was never like we're going to go run right. back through the entire movie for what a half an hour or something <laughs> for the for the last part of this movie. So it, it's definitely a big swing. And I, I think a lot of people might accuse or some people might accuse it of kind yeah. of like taking the wind out of the sails of like the mystery part of this uh, because it's very yeah. like, yeah, let's just go and show you everything from from the beginning and play it all out for you. Um, but I, I think structurally it's interesting and it allows Ryan Johnson to kind of like run back things, show you a different point of view, show you how these characters look from a different light and, 
yeah, kind yeah. kind of reveal I do think things it's, about it's interesting the entire that, proceeding. You know, we were talking a bit about um, in the earlier uh, part of this minute about how you know it is a little absurd of him to say, you know, I can only take this to a point. I can only go so far with this. Um, it like is almost like he's he's you know announcing to the rest of the. Uh, assembled cast like listen you're in uh one of these movies i'm uh i'm kind of here to support uh mm-hmm. you know, in this case <laughs> uh janelle monet's character in knives out and Adarmus. like did you not see the last one of these i'm not really the main person who's working on this so, so that, <laughs> yeah it, um mm-hmm. i think generally though he's just kind of like tired oh, yeah. of like spoilers all of miles brown's bullshit like he he already f- has figured out that it's probably him behind all of this it, it's just screamingly yeah. obvious and, like and that's something that that, I that think, he's behind um, a lot of this well so. with the last minute i think that's part of why they initially didn't have miles brown coming down the stairs but then decided like that's too much of a clue um it, it is mm-hmm. interesting to watch back through his initial sort of like sheepish oh golly i don't know how i got here i I'm so sorry I turned up uh, to understand, like, he knows yeah. why he's there. He's already, like, even at that point, kind of just dealing with Miles's nonsense <laughs> and just kind of over the whole thing. Mm-hmm. It is, yeah. Uh, yeah, so it, I guess it's very um, funny. Yeah. Anything else that you'd like to say about uh, this minute, uh, about Glass Onion as a whole, uh, or about where we go from here? I've gotten I've gotten a lot of uh, perspective on this movie just from watching yeah. these five minutes, just because of how well timed everything is and how broken up the minutes are. Um, when I first saw the movie, I thought it was a bit too long, and that there was there was a bit too yeah. much time spent on uh, certain certain parts of it and i i think i've seen it twice now and i definitely liked it better on the second viewing um i just think that brian johnson puts a lot of thought into how he composes things and it makes a a podcast like this much much easier to do right yeah i really appreciate that i guess talk about good movies so yeah i i do i do ultimately uh like glass onion a good bit i think i prefer knives out uh for sure but i'm super interested yeah, yeah, to see what he does next within this universe so, yeah. cat. It's, yes. i'm interested yes. to see where he goes with just like which different uh sort of christie uh tropes he's gonna bring in uh yeah i, I think that these have just both Play been, been mm-hmm. really great to watch and i i agree with you that you know I think on first viewing, uh, I agree that there was some, you know, it felt like it was taking a bit, especially because, you know, we are at the point where we're going back to the beginning of the movie and kind of doing it all over again. Um, But yeah, uh, on subsequent watches and especially looking, you know, very closely at these minutes, it's it's just really good. (laughs) So is there anything you'd like to plug any social media? Sure, you can find me on Twitter at T-Z-A-R-R-E-V-A-N. And then I'm also now on Blue Sky at Revan1138. I'm sure there's a Blue Sky social okay. thing before that, but I really don't care enough to <laughs> add that to the official. Uh, hear more from Glass Onion Minute, please go ahead and follow us 
at Glass Onion Minute on Twitter, all one word. Uh, wherever you're getting this podcast, please take a moment to rate and review. Uh, and uh, thank you for listening to this podcast, so listening to us talk about this this movie in these uh, little tiny chunks. Uh, so, Eric, Dear listener, again, thank, thank you, you. For, uh, for being a great guest uh, all week. I, I'm glad we were able to get through. Oh, it was a pleasure, um, Ryan. You did a hell of a time hosting. Without any of the local electrical infrastructure imploding or exploding or whatever it did. Uh, thanks very much for listening, and uh, we'll be back with more on Monday for more Glass Onion Minute.